Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. I'm Pat Cummins. I'm Josh Hazelwood. I'm Elizabeth Kawaja. I'm Mitch Marsh. I'm Mitch Stark, and you're listening to The Unplayable Podcast. This is The Unplayable Podcast. On this week's episode, we preview the JLT one-day cup final between Tasmania and Victoria with New South Wales banner Curtis Patterson and recap Australia's squad announcement for the Women's World T20 in the Caribbean. Now, this podcast is being recorded midway through the first test between Australia and Pakistan, and for that reason we won't be discussing it, but I strongly encourage you to go to cricket.com.au for all the scores, match highlights, and news from our man on the ground, Louis Cameron. Right, to the JLT Cup final that's set to take place at Junction Oval on October 10, which can be seen on Fox Cricket for those of you in Australia and streamed live and free on cricket.com.au. Curtis Patterson, we're here outside the SCG Nets, which are the New South Wales Breakers train. You've already had a hit, but we're here to preview the JLT One Day Cup final between Victoria and Tasmania at Junction Oval. What a tournament it's been. Yeah, it has been. has been nice this year. Um, obviously a little bit disappointing from our side of things, but um, you know, overall it's always a a good competition to get out early in the year and try and get some momentum going into the the rest of the season. So, um, yeah, looking forward to the final tomorrow. All right, we're going to break down both sides, starting with Tasmania. They finished second on the table after the group stage with three wins and two losses. They beat Queensland by six wickets in the semi-final. Ben McDermott's been the standout for them in their batting group. He's got 393 runs, 200s, 250s. He's been made part of the T20 squad that's going to play Pakistan in the UAE. How impressive has he been this season? Yeah, he's um, he's been brilliant. You know, obviously, the stats speak for themselves, but um, you know he's looking really fit. Um, he's hitting the ball incredibly hard, like he always has done, and he just looks like he's making really good decisions when he's batting. So, uh, you know, the game we played against him, we were certainly chuffed when he hit that one down to third man. It got us onto a bit of a roll, but um, yeah, I think he's going to be probably one of the probably the two key wickets. I think for for the Vicks to get out. How hard is it to stop him when he's in that kind of form? He just seems to have a shot that can hit anywhere in the around the ground. Yeah, it's. I'm not a bowler, so I can't speak from experience, but it certainly looks tough. Um, you know, the way he's played a couple of those big bash innings, um, he's just so powerful. And if you miss, you know, if you miss by a very small margin, you can go go the journey, particularly on some of these, you know, club club grounds. So, um, yeah, he's been he's been outstanding for Tasmania. So it's you know it's probably going to be a, a bit more pressure on him tomorrow, but I'm sure he'll respond. Well, he's been the standout batsman for them. They've had had lots of contributions from the likes of. Bailey, Jordan, Silk, uh, Matty Way got that 100, but he followed up with three ducks. Uh, who's the other key wicket for the Tassie Tigers? Oh, look, I think, you know, I think George is, is always going to be one that's that's pretty important. Um, you know, he probably, uh, by his own standards, missed out a little bit early on in the tournament, but I thought the way he the way he paced that chase the other night and gave himself a, a, an opportunity and then just really... You know, drove that momentum home for those last ten overs with Simon out there. Um, 
So, I mean, you know, between Benny McDermott, George, and, and even Matty Wade, we all know what he can do. He's obviously missed out the last couple, but that just means he's one, one closer to firing against his old team. Yeah, this is going to be the Matthew Wade Cup this final, I think. Uh, the bowlers, Grinder Sander leaves the way there, the your former New South Wales Blues teammate with 11 wickets in just the five games after being initially left out of their squad. Uh, apart from that, it's always sort of been a, a group mentality, with them a pack mentality from the Tigers, but a very well-rounded bowling attack. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, I just think they are really well-rounded. They they complement each other well. Um, I think Clive's done a really good job for them. He bowled really well the game against us. I think he's certainly improved as a, a limited overs bowler. Um, but I guess on the other hand, you know, Victoria are probably one of the better players, better teams that, that play spin, you know, with Cameron White and, and Pete Hanscom, you know, through their middle order, So and, and Glenn Maxwell as well. Um yeah, so I think it's going to be a really good challenge. But the, the Tassie bowlers, I think, have, have done really well. They don't get greedy. They're, they're happy to be boring in those middle overs and make you make the error. So um, it should be an interesting interesting watch. And it must be a benefit for George Bowler to have a bloke like Jackson Bird to be able to call on and lead the attack with the new ball. Yeah, I mean, Jackson's done it really well, you know, in, in particularly red ball cricket for them. Um, but I guess he's just one of those guys. You know what you're going to get out of him. Um, you know he's going to, you know not go off that 20 cent piece too often so it'll be interesting how Victoria play him because I think you know the guy the likes of Maxwell and Madison and, and guys and, and Marcus Harris up the top as well guys that can really go after a lot of bowlers um, I think it'll be an interesting matchup to see how they do play Jackson who's obviously quite consistent um, but I think those guys might might go hard So what have the Tigers done right this tournament uh, they had a good shield season the Hobart Hurricanes did very well in the BBL uh, didn't do so great in the JLT last year, but what have they done right this summer? Uh, yeah, I think they obviously turned a lot of things around last year and, and impressed a lot of people. Um, I just think the way they play as a team is, you know, a compliment to them. I think they, they gel really well together and they, they play for each other. Um, I guess this tournament, you know, you look at their... Obviously, we've mentioned the bowling and they complement each other really well and there hasn't been a, a real standout, but they've all just done their job. And, you know, with the batting, I think... They've had guys that have scored hundreds and scored match-winging innings in almost every game. So, you know, you're going to give yourself the best chance when one of your top top four goes out there and, and gets a hundred, like obviously Benny and, and Matt Wade have done for them for them this year. So, um, yeah, I think they're they're a really good team to watch. There, we've got a, a lot of you know good young players that have that have shown their worth in in, in professional cricket. So, um, they'll be exciting for a few years to come. We've mentioned a few players, but uh, Curtis, who are some of the, the the key players? Who's a Who's one of the key players or two or three key players for the Tigers if they're going to get over the line against the Vicks? Uh, I think, as I mentioned earlier, I think obviously the form that Ben's in, he's definitely won. Um, I'd say Matty Wade, um, the way he's he played early on, and I think just the fact that he's missed out the last couple, he's due to go, to go big. Um, and I think you can't ever rule out George as well, just with his experience and what he's done from a batting point of view. Um, and I think they're bowlers. I think it'll be really interesting in this matchup to see how Clive goes. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I think Victoria are probably one of the best best teams of you know that play spin bowling, um, particularly through that middle order. So they've got a lot of aggressive players, but guys that you know sweep and, and do those kind of things really well. So I think Clive's going to be a really interesting matchup. And I think same with, with Jackson Bird and how the how Victoria you know approach him, whether they sit on him or whether they go hard, will be an interesting one to see. And they're doing pretty well to be able to welcome back a guy like Alex Doolan for their semi-final clash. I mean, he's played Test Match Cricket. It's a, a fair inclusion at the back end of the tournament. Yeah, I mean, as you mentioned, he's, he's played Test Cricket and he's played for his country and he certainly has played a, enough one-day cricket for, for Tasmania. So he's 
someone that's handy when he's sitting on the bench and you've got the option to bring him in like they did last game. So he obviously adds that element of experience to their team. So it'll be, yeah, it'll be really interesting for him to come out there tomorrow. Victoria, now they finished fourth after the group stage. Two wins, three losses. Their qualifying final was washout against the Blues, which are very unfortunate. Uh, the semi-final, they upset the Warriors, undefeated Western Warriors uh, by 63 runs, putting on 332. Farwood Armoured at the end there, cracking some huge sixes uh, for their batting. It's been led by their captain, Peter Hanscom. Interestingly, only one century for the Vicks uh, this tournament, but lots of contributions, three players, more than 200 runs. And uh, Nick Maddinson up there as well. Um, I guess we could start with, with Hanscom, who would, would have been disappointed about missing out in the UAE uh, Test Tour, but he's come back and silenced his critics with lots of runs. Yeah, he has. He's obviously responded in the best way possible. Um, you know, I thought he was quite, quite unlucky to not get on that tour. Um, he's obviously showed us what a quality player of spin he is, and he's worked on his different elements of fast bowling that was spoken about last summer. So... Um, yeah, I'm stoked for him that he's, he's come out and, and played the way he has, um, except for his game against us, of course, match winning <laughs> 90. But uh, yeah, look, he's, he's led the way. I'm sure he'd be he'd be loving, he'd love if he had 100 next to his name. So so who knows how he goes tomorrow? There's some big names, some big hitters in this lineup, Curtis and, and Clem Maxwell, another guy that would feel disappointed about not being over there in Dubai. Uh, he started off the tournament with 80, but has gone a bit quiet, which makes me think that he's just one innings closer to a big score. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's the same analogy as Matty Wade, isn't it? He's, I mean, Glenn's, we all know his talent and how and how destructive he can be. Um, and as you mentioned, he probably hasn't quite fired since that first game. So, look, I mean, I think the way he plays, he's he's never short of confidence. He's never short of, you know, self-belief. And um, I think that'll really, really show when he comes out there tomorrow. I just thought, you know, watching a bit of their semi-final the other day, the way they just approached the innings uh, early on, obviously winning the toss and batting, um, is a positive step, and just the way that they they all played, I thought was was just really positive. So um, I think they've got a bit of momentum behind them. So you know, it'd be just going to be a really good clash. What have you made of Maddo's uh, trip down to Victoria and how he's performed this year? Yeah, I mean, we we all know what Maddo can do, particularly in white ball cricket. Um, you know, I saw his saw his sixty odd in the first game, and a couple of those big pick up shots that he likes to hit over square leg for six are, are great for fans. So. Um, look, I think he fits in well with their team, you know, and, and particularly their mentality of being really positive and, and playing positive cricket. Um, I thought his innings the other day in the semi-final was was really important, uh, and he came out and gave himself a chance, and then, you know, did did what he's done for for New South Wales for the last three years, and went out there and just played really really good cricket shots with with a lot of power, and obviously helped his helped his team get a really important win. The bowlers. Uh a bit like Tasmania, there's not been no one real standout. I guess Will Sutherland early on before he succumbed to that back injury. But Farwood Armour's come in and looked tremendous. Uh, again, he's got all the variations. And as we said before, he's developed this power game with the bats locking them around. But there's guys like uh, Feckity, Boland, Tremaine, um, Coleman. Uh, it's a very well-rounded attack again. Yeah, I think it's similar to Tasmania. I think they just, they just complement each other quite well. Um, you know, looking at their attack, I think particularly with Tassie, I think Farwad's a really important important guy in the final. You know, he's shown how good he is in white ball cricket over the last, you know, few years for the Thunder and for different franchises, particularly in T20 cricket. Um, so he's going to be really important, I think, obviously on a slightly slow junction over wicket um, against the Tassies. So um, I think, yeah, the way he goes, and obviously guys like Feckity and, and Tremaine, and the fact that, you know, they haven't even played bowl in the last couple of games shows yeah. that they've got some 
some good depth there for sure. And the Victorians are always there or thereabouts at the back end of the tournament, especially in limited overs cricket. What do they do right that other teams probably don't do as consistently? Um, I mentioned it earlier, but I've always thought that they're incredibly good players of spin and they're so aggressive. Um, we, we get them a lot of the time at North Sydney Oval, so it's obviously tough there for, for any bowler, particularly spinners. You can just stick a Cameron White centre down there, can't you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but even even still, we play them in general in Shield Cricket or at other venues, and I just think they approach spin a lot differently to a lot of other states, and they just try and put spinners on the back foot straight away. Um, so I think that's that's one of their really their really good strengths. And I think uh, you know another one is they're quite disciplined, particularly when guys like Scotty Bowen are there just smashing the top of off stump on, on low, slow kind of club ground wickets. Um, so, you know, I think they, and obviously I just think their international experience, they don't have Aaron Finch this tournament, but they've had him a lot. And then obviously guys like, like Pete and Cameron White and, and Glenn Maxwell on the side, mm. um, they've got really good experience mixed with some really exciting, you know, I wouldn't say young players, but, you know, exciting exciting cricketers that can hit the ball a long way and bowl fast. So um, I just think they're quite a well-rounded team with really good experience. I think you already answered it, but the key players, is Farwood looming is the, the big one for you? Yeah, I think Farwood will be really important. You know, I think, especially with how Tasmania approach him, I guess. Um, you know, it's a tough one. We we always kind of talk about Farwood because we think he's a very important guy in their white ball sense because he's got you know, incredibly good control for a wrist spinner uh, and just doesn't really bowl bad balls like a lot of wrist spinners do. So he's, he's kind of one of those spinners that you have to almost treat him like a finger spinner and you have to kind of make the make the effort and make the room to, to get him away because he's not going to go away from what he knows well. So I think he's a really important matchup. Uh, and I guess, you know, Cameron White's done it for the last three or four years. Yeah. He's just so consistent in this form for, for Victoria and goes out there and he scored a lot of runs almost every tournament. So um, obviously the 100 against us this year and it wouldn't be surprising one bit if he was to go out there and score a big run tomorrow. Let's talk about the tournament as a whole. How about your most impressive player? Who's the one player that sort of stand, stood out for you throughout the entire tournament. There's been so many... Yeah, there's been some there fair has, individual achievements. Been, I mean, 257 by uh, Darcy Short. Yeah, I mean, Dar- I mean, I wasn't there, but seeing the highlights of that, that would have been something special to watch. Um, oh, look, I'm being a bit biased, but I think, you know, for us, the way that Jack's come out and shown, and Jack and Daniel Sams, the way that they came in and showed what they can do, you know, particularly Jack's 100 at, at Jermoyne with Moses, that was a... A really good performance, and I think the sky's the limit for, for him going forward in all forms of the game. Um, obviously, we mentioned Ben McDermott's been sensational for Tasmania, um, as with as with Darcy Short. Uh, yeah, look, it's it's a tough one as someone that obviously plays for New South Wales. I don't get to I don't watch too many other games during yeah. the during the tournament, but you know those guys that have obviously uh, you know scored a lot of runs and taken some wickets are playing some really good cricket. All right, I was going to surprise you with my uh, team of the tournament. All right. I've jotted this down. Uh, please let me know if you've got any major objections. Uh, there's only a couple of blues in here, so we can't fill it with 11, unfortunately. No, that's fine. That's we're going understandable. To start, we'll go in batting order. Uh, McDermott and Short, I think they pretty much select themselves. Yep. And Chris Lynn, the leading run scorer. Yep. Cal Ferguson uh, with that second yep. 100. He's I reckon been, he's been really got impressive, in there. yeah. Middle order was a little bit tougher. Hanscom, he's in there. He's also going to be the gloveman. Because yep. Wadey was in there, but uh, those three ducks have just taken him out of the okay. side. But All if right. he, uh, you know, strong final, probably gets himself back in there. Number six, Jack Edwards. Yep. Breakout season and just so impressive. He looked like a, a duck to water, didn't he? He did, yeah. Um, took it in his stride. And then uh, the lower order, the batting order might be a little bit different here, but we've got Daniel Sams in there. Nice. Uh, Adam Zampa, probably one of the most. Yeah, so he's actually been one that I probably should have mentioned. I think he's been. 
he's almost in the same vein as Farward. He's just a, a terrific, you know, wipe or bowl particularly. Um, again, for a wrist spinner, he's got such good control um, and really just, you know, he's one of those guys that's really hard to, to go at because he's quite smart with his change-ups and the way he changes his pace in particular. So um, he's been, you know, outstanding for South Australia. I reckon he and Farwood would have been a, a coin toss for that T20 squad. Yeah, absolutely. That, they've gone with uh, Zampa. Uh, rounding out, we've got... Andrew Ty, the leading wicket taker. 18 wickets in six games. Very impressive from him. Uh, Nathan Coulton-Hall has come back. Yep. And, you know, he almost looks like an automatic selection in Australian teams. Yep. If there's a spot Swing over for Swinging the ball him. nicely with that yeah. new ball, and yeah. And pace and everything. And then uh, Big G, Grinder Sandu, rounds it out. G-man. Very nice. He's good again. So I think it's... Have I missed anyone? Is there any shock uh, omissions there that I've... Uh. No, I don't. I don't think so. You'd know the stats a lot, a lot better than well, I would. But uh, <laughs> I mean, that looks like a pretty, a pretty good team. I don't think there's anyone in there that's not in, not in great form. So um, I'm more than happy to run with that. It's a tough team to beat. We'll give Hanscom the captaincy as well. Yeah, well, if he gets it, well. gets it done tomorrow, yeah. absolutely. Uh, and the next thing for you is going to be the JLT Sheffield Shield season. Are you pumped up about that? Yeah, I am. Um, it's actually, you know, I guess trying to take the positives out of everything. It's a bit disappointing the way we bowed out, but you know. I guess previous years, the way that the schedule's kind of run is that it's been a really quick turnaround post post JLT One Day Cup. You know, sometimes if you've, we've made the final and it's been a, a flight the next day or two into yeah. the first shield game. So, you know, I think we've got about you know obviously next Tuesday. So we've got you know we've we've had you know probably ten ten to twelve days of of preparation for that, which is something new and which is you know can only can only help us. So. Um, the squad's in a good in a good place. We're obviously disappointed about how that all went. All that all uh, sorry, how the tournament went down. But nothing we can do about it now. We need to just learn from it and put it away. And then now let's get ready for some some red ball. And for you, a big summer. You were on that India A tour. Um, who knows what the first Test eleven is going to look like uh, come December six? But I guess for all aspiring batsmen in the country, there's probably no better time to be one. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Obviously, you know, there's. There's some new some new guys in that Aussie team at the moment, but guys that have that have earned it, you know, Trav and Marnus, I think have been really good in the, what they've what they've done, and particularly last year, and um, you know how consistent they've been, and obviously they had good good A tours, which we all knew was important. So um, that's great on them, but absolutely, there's there's opportunities around. Um, you just have to, as we all know, keep scoring runs. Runs are currency. It's all the same stuff. But um, but no, I guess you know, just personally, I'm really looking forward to playing with New South Wales and trying to. You know, make sure that the number one focus is is winning games and and setting ourselves up to to win the shield come March. I forgot you. I forgot to give you your tip. Who's who, who's your tip to win the the, the JLT Cup final? Oh, jeez, it's. In, I, I don't want to fence it, so I'm going to give you my <laughs> opinion. But look, I think it'll be a really good game. I think, as we mentioned, there's key matchups and there's key players on both sides. But um, you know, I I think I have to go with Tassie just purely based on. Um, I just think the the way that they've played throughout the tournament. Um, I know Victoria have, have played a really good semi final and played with really you know a positive mindset, which is great to see, which will only help them. Um, but I mean, so make sure I'm not sitting on the fence. I'll, I'll go with Tassie. Good man, we don't like fence sitters here on the Unplayable Podcast. Curtis, and, that, thank you. and that way as well that uh, I can say that we beat the we beat the winning team, <laughs> which is a bit of a a bit nicer feeling. Very good. Well, mate, appreciate you coming on, and all the best for the Shield season. No worries. Thanks, Sam. Australia selectors named a 15-strong squad for the women's World T20 in the Caribbean. The 13 players that recently whitewashed New Zealand were included, along with Perth Scorchers opener Nicole Bolton and Brisbane Heat all-rounder Jess Jonathan pending fitness. 
The squad reads Meg Lanning, captain, Rachel Haynes, vice-captain, Nicole Bolton, Nicola Carey, Ashley Gardner, Alyssa Healy, Jess Jonathan, Delissa Kamintz, Sophie Molyneux, Beth Mooney, Elise Perry, Megan Schutt, Elise Villani, Taylor Vlamink, and Georgia Wareham. Coach Matthew Mott fronted the media and spoke about the incredible depth of Australia's batting order. Yeah, look, I think, um, and credit to the, the playing group, but everyone's uh, put their ego at the front door and, and just played what's best for the team. Uh, we've probably got a few of our better players, uh, you know, in the traditional sense, the high-profile players batting in, you know, four, five and six, which, um, you know, it takes a lot to do that. And, you know, everyone wants to bat in a power play and, um, you know, it's the best time to bat, no doubt. But we've got, we looked at our strike rates over the last couple of years and, and really tried to reward players with 130-plus strike rates and maximise their time in the power play. And then I feel like we've got our you know, real street smart, crafty middle order. If, if it doesn't go to plan at the top, can read the game and assess the conditions. Um, but also, if we have got off to a good start, we'll be able to up the ante as well. So um, credit to the playing group. And they're, they're all really comfortable with it, which is, is exciting. And I think that that's probably what separates us from some of the other teams. That's it for this week's episode. We'll be back next week to wrap up the first test, preview the second, and have a look at the opening round of the JLT Sheffield Shield. Don't forget, for all your cricket news, scores, and video highlights, head to cricket.com.au. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.